Hi, welcome to Blue Rose Podcast, a podcast dedicated to empowering women and their quest for self-discovery and growth. Whether you're looking for answers in your personal life or seeking inspiration in your business, our show is here to support you on your journey. Join us as we explore the challenges and potentials while discovering the keys to unlocking your full potential and finding your Blue Rose. Welcome to episode 101, From Bruise to Breakthrough, A Dry January Journey. Now, I had never heard of dry January until last year I'm on a call and this guy, it was the end of the month, and the guy's talking about how he's got a drink waiting for him at home because dry January is over. And I'm like, what's that? And he explains that you go all month without drinking and it's to prove to yourself that you don't need alcohol and to cleanse your system and all that. I forgot about it until December. Now, if you follow my podcast, you know that last year I had COVID and I was a long hauler. Then I hit my head and had a concussion. It wasn't my year health-wise. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do dry January. Now, I had some challenges, personal challenges. The first one is I had my first drink when I was probably five or six years old. My dad and his friends used to like to give me alcohol and watch me be goofy. Now, when you have neuroassociation conditioning, this is how you condition your mind and the patterns that you have in your mind. Because they would laugh and think it was funny, I linked drinking up with having fun. So when I would drink, I always wanted to have fun, be the life of the party. But when you get to be 65 and you're still drinking, trying to have fun, then it doesn't get so pretty. Now, I would never say I was an alcoholic because if I didn't, if I went weeks without drinking, that was fine. But I say that and I could not remember when I was sitting there, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in December trying to decide if this was a good idea. I honestly couldn't remember the last time I did not have a drink on, on Friday and Saturday. Now I never drank through the week. <clears throat> unless you know I went out to dinner or something um, I would have an occasional drink on Sunday and maybe an occasional drink on Thursday which translates into usually I would have a drink Thursday two Friday two Saturday and one Sunday that they're strong drinks so my point is I was I went a long time with drinking so drinking became my identity because I I was a drinker I would tell people they'd be like do you want to have drinks and I'm like sure I'm a drinker do you want to go out and do this with drinks? Sure, I'm a drinker. Not realizing that I was telling myself I'm a drinker. So I embarked on this journey, and these are the lessons I learned. The first things, though, I learned were the four Ds. One, I had to make a decision I was going to do this, and I was going to go all in on this, which meant I was not going to allow myself to have a drink or fail. And I didn't go to the extreme and dump out all the alcohol in the house or all that. I just let it sit there. Because if you have to go to that extreme, in my opinion, for me, that I'm not really committed. So I had to make the decision that I was not going to have a drink the whole way through January. And then discipline. I had to remind myself that I used to be, used to be, one of the most disciplined people I know, if I must toot my own horn. If I made a decision, I would do it. But over the past 20 years, I kind of have lost that, that strong-willed discipline. I still have the discipline to get my job done, to get my work done, to work all night if that's what it takes to get it done. But on the personal stuff, losing weight, drinking, all that stuff, you know, the discipline to make sure I post a podcast once a week, the discipline to make sure I do videos was shaky. And that was never me. So I had to kind of sit with where my discipline went. And I had to make the decision that I truly had the desire to stop drinking, that I no, wanted to den- I no longer wanted to identify myself as a drinker, that I no, I no longer wanted to tell people I'm a drinker, now people ask me, I would probably say, well, you know, I'll have a drink or two, but now I'm not much of a drinker. Not, I'm not, not much of one. Meaning that I'll have drinks, but I'm not much of a drinker. So I had to have the desire and then the determination. 
And when you can't remember the last time you didn't have a drink on the weekends, and you're sitting there, the first weekend was a breeze. It was like, oh, yeah, look at me. Yay, dry January. The second week was a struggle because football was on. I was used to watching football and having a beer or a drink, a martini. So that was a struggle, and I had to just tell myself. And I got this actually from Ed Milet. I don't know if you follow Ed Milet's show, and he wrote a book called The Power of One More. But I would just, he would talk about his dad who was an alcoholic, and he would say, I'm just not going to have a drink for today. And that's why I started telling myself, I'm just not going to have a drink for today. And now because I want to lose my last 15 pounds, I'm just not going to eat sweets for today. That way you don't have to worry about tomorrow or the next day and have your brain think, oh my God, we have scarcity. What are we going to do? This isn't who we are. We're a drinker. We're a chocolateaholic. It's just for today. We're not going to be a drinker, and we're not a chocolateaholic just for today. And I really found that that helped a lot. That helped with the determination. So it really was the discipline, the, the decision, the discipline, the desire, and the determination. But what I learned was seriously life-changing. And I know if you follow me, I'm always saying, oh, this was life-changing. But this seriously, the person I was on January 1st and the person I am on January 31st are worlds apart. Because when you're not drinking, you have such clarity. You don't have brain fog from the alcohol. You don't wake up you know, with hangovers. You don't wake up feeling just blah. You don't wake up because you ate a ton of sugar the night before or you ate just crappy food the night before or you're at a bar filled with smoke the night before. You don't wake up like that. And so you don't have that, that blah feeling. It eliminated guilt. Because I would beat myself up. My, my husband is not a drinker. He'll have a drink on occasion, but he's not a drinker. And I, drink, I would beat myself, what's wrong with me? Why do I drink? I mean, he never once ever said to me, man, you drink a lot. Never, ever. You know, if anything, he'll go, do you need vodka? I'll go buy it for you. He's, I mean, he's just that loving guy. But I had all this guilt around alcohol and all the time that I was wasting being hung over and, you know, all the blah. So I had to remove the guilt and I had to forgive myself. And say, you know, Karen, you're not the five or six-year-old girl somebody's handing you drinks to anymore. You're a grown-ass adult, and you need to make the decision that this is it, that you're not a drinker, that you're not going to be that kind of drinker. So I eliminated the guilt. Like I said, I had amazing clarity. My business in the past 30 days, I on February 14th, I'm going to be, be debuting my online, um, my online course, The Art of Discovering You, Three Steps to Find Your Blue Rose. Because when I, over the past month, it's like, that's what I need to do to reach more people. I like one-on-one -on -one coaching, don't get me wrong, but I want to reach a lot of people. And that was one of my epiphanies, Karen. I'm here to help women find their blue rose, to become the blue rose woman, to have the confidence, the courage, the determination, the discipline, the desire to go after what they want in life and business and accomplish it by healing the patterns holding them back. See, whenever I get excited, I talk fast. So it was the clarity, my intuition. Now I do tarot readings, I do psychic readings, I do all that stuff, it's very spiritual. But my intuition has gone through the ceiling. Whoo! I, I mean, I will look at somebody, and I don't, not evasive, but somebody will be like, well, what about this? And I'll just look and I'll be like, no. Myself, the, just the deep dive I've done within has been amazing. And I'm just much more focused, much more driven much more um, focused. I'm trying to think of a, a good word to say it to, a say it. But I've also 
you know, going a month without drinking, you change your neuro, neuro associative conditioning, or as we know, the neuroplasticity of your brain. So I rewired my brain, which is part of my course. We reconnect within and look at what's going on in your soul level. And then we rewire these beliefs. I rewired the beliefs of I'm a drinker. I rewired the beliefs of when I drink, um, the only time I'm fun is when I drink. Um, that you know, drinking makes me who I am. I'm cool because I drink. I'm cool because I like martinis. I had to rewire all that to I am a fun person without alcohol, that I'm not a drinker, that I'm not that five-year-old girl trying to get daddy's approval and all his friends. And I mean, and nothing, I just want to make sure nothing nefarious happened. They just would give me drinks. I'd be goofy and then, you know, they'd go on about their business, you know, go golf or whatever. So I had to re rewire my neuroplasticity, which I've done over the past month and change the patterns. And that was the hardest thing on Fridays and Saturday nights because, you know, I would always have a drink because I felt like this is how I controlled it. I would never have a drink till eight or nine o'clock at night. I know, goofy. And so I would look at the clock almost all Friday waiting for eight, eight, thirty, nine o'clock to hit. And so I had to break that pattern. I had to break the pattern of going into the kitchen and opening up the bar to get a drink. I had to break the pattern of having a drink. And I had to break the pattern of desiring a drink and thinking it's time and, and not getting mad because I couldn't have a drink, which is, I mean, these are all, this is just honest. You know, I'd get mad about, and pouty, why can't I have a drink? And then I would get into the other thing I healed over the past 30 days is the victim mindset. Well, you know, if my parents wouldn't have given me that alcohol, I wouldn't have turned into a drinker and I wouldn't have to do this. That's how our mind works, you guys. That is how it works in a nutshell. So I had to sit there and say, Karen, first of all, you're many things, but you're not a victim. And you can blame everybody else in the world, but when you blame and you point your finger out, there's a whole bunch more fingers pointing back at you. It, this is on you. You're not eight, nine, 10, 12, 15, 16, 18. You're grown now, and you're the one that chooses to have these drinks. And when I took back my power, which is when we rewire, we help you reclaim your power. And that's actually stage three, sorry, is reclaim your power, reclaim your voice, reclaim who you are, and become that blue rose woman, that confident woman who knows what she wants and will let nothing stand in her way. These are the lessons that I learned and are just so powerful. So if you've never done a dry January, I strongly recommend it. And, you know, somebody asked me, so is it going to be dry February? And I said, I think it'll probably be dry February 95% of the time. Because I have a couple meet business meetings, so when I go to business meetings, I'll probably have a drink. But it'll never go back to just sitting around having a drink every day on a weekend. It'll just never do that because I'm not that person anymore. I changed that conditioning. I changed the view of myself. And that's the, what my online course does. And also I have an, uh, a one-on-one -on -one coaching where I help women with their self-image because this is all about self-image. This is how I saw myself. And the fascinating thing is, is how we see ourselves as something that gets programmed in as a child. As a child, this got programmed in. Now, the, the interesting thing is I have a brother and sister, neither one of them drink. Isn't that fascinating? My sister doesn't drink at all. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think I've seen her maybe have one drink the whole time I've known her, which as my sister, I've known her my whole life. She's just not a drinker, nor is my brother. But for some reason, now there is a gap between us. There's four or five years between, you know, one, uh, the brother and I think three between my sister. And so by the time I got the ninth grade, they were long gone. So I was kind of in the house by myself. And, you know, when you have to wrestle with the trauma that a lot of women have, 
alcohol helps soothe the trauma. Al alcohol helps you forget. Alcohol helps you explain away being goofy or you know, doing something stupid the night before. Well, I was drunk. Because I was always quick to be the victim and blame everybody else. But now I understand there's nobody to blame but myself. I am never going to be a victim, ever. Because I'm in charge of myself. So if I'm a victim, I'm allowing it. And I, you know, if you're interested in me doing a podcast on allowing becoming a victim, let me know. But whatever you do in your life, like for me, it was drinking. For others, it's smoking. For others, it's food. For others, it's you know, sleeping around. For others, it's it's being mean to themselves. It's it's beating themselves up. For others, it's allowing people to beat themselves up. Whatever you're doing, that can be healed. You just have to get back to where it started. When I realized that the drinking started when I was, I mean, I always knew I was that young, but I never realized that, that it, I, it was fun because I was a life of the party and I liked being the life of the party. When I got to that part of it, it made things so much clearer because there was nothing other than drinking meant fun to me. Now, I have a friend that doesn't drink because she drank when she was younger and had a very, very bad outcome. And to her, drinking is pain. Drinking is memories of that horrible outcome. So she'll never touch a, a drop. It's what you link things up to. You know, for me, my weight, I linked it up to being in control of my own body, being in control of who I am. And plus, you know, if you have drama in your background, why, nobody would want you because you're chubby. That's not true. Abusers are abusers. They don't care if you're chubby or thin. But as I got older, I still identified myself as that chubby girl. And chubby girls are fun because, again, going back to the alcohol. So you have to look at what your self-image of, of yourself. How do you identify yourself? Don't worry, Forget how other people identify you. How do you identify yourself? And then look at it and say, is that my identity? Or do I want that to be moving forward? You know, I wrote a book, Blue Rose. I've actually written two books. But the second one, Blue Rose Bookstore, hit number 11 on, uh, on Amazon. I don't think I told anybody for a year, two years, because my self-image wasn't as an author. My self-image was of just kind of me mediocre. And if I excelled, then something was going to happen that would create pain and make me slink back, and then I'd have to fight my way back up, up to mediocre, another self-image issue. So whatever you're running that you don't like, you have to look within it your self-image. It's the patterns you're running, and it's what you're telling yourself. And they can all be healed. It can all be changed. I mean, if you would have told me on January 1st that going a month without drinking would, would be this amazing event, this breakthrough, I would have been like, really? I don't think so. Booze doesn't impact my life that much. Maybe a couple calories here and there, but it doesn't impact my life. I did not understand how much habits, doesn't matter what it is, but how much habits determine your outcome how much habits can hold you back or support you and I had and still have some bad habits and 2023 is the year that I'm cleaning up some of these bad habits starting with the alcohol and those other bad habits I have of procrastination of um, self-destruction I have all these bad habits that are no longer bad habits because I'm, I'm eliminating them I'm removing them so this will be the last time I say that I'm self-destructive. You know, I, I didn't have discipline. 
I am, I am a powerful woman. I am a blue rose woman. I am powerful. I help people. I am confident. I am courageous. I have clarity. That's what a blue rose woman is. And if you're ready to become a blue rose woman, let's get together. Let's work. You can check out my website, karenbarno.com. If you're here on YouTube, you know, smash my like button and get my subscribers up so I have a more reach so I can impact more people. My goal in 2023 is to impact over 500,000 women's lives. It's going to take a lot of work, but I'm up for it. Have a great day. If you have questions, please let me know. If you're on Facebook, go over and like my Facebook page, Karen Barno. Um, check out my website if you're on TikTok, Karen Barno. And um, have a great day, y'all. Take care, and here's to you finding your blue rose.